0: Samana means a recluse. I'm a Samana. We are now today all Samanas. We're recluses here. Samana also means somebody who contemplates the meaning of life. Contemplating, what is the meaning? What are we doing here? We reflect on what we're doing on this planet. We can also set that question in the mind and then go into a non-discursive state. So we are examining experience by observing what arises in consciousness and the manner of its arising. Not analyzing, but just observing and seeing. Observing, seeing, seeing, wise, knowing, observing consciousness. Observing forms, feelings, perceptions, mental formations. Mental formations are a kind of form, but they're not physical form, they're not material form, they're mental form. That's why they're called mental formations. They're also perturbations, proliferations. Rolled-up sushi in the mind. And has different flavors It comes in in various sizes and shapes But it's rolled up thoughts Little packages of thoughts That pop into consciousness And that the mind creates There's no cook behind the counter doing it It's the mind So a mind that is ignorant and untrained Will concoct all kinds of rubbish and the problem is that we eat it. That's the problem. We eat it, we believe in it, we have faith in it, we are caught up in it, we're distracted by it. But it's not a good diet. So the meditation practice is to see the sankaras. I just put that out there: sushi. I don't know that they're sushi, it's a spaghetti or it's some kind of noodle that it's not real. It's just a figment of the mind. Where is the reality of it? And if we consider the fact that we spend most of our living hours, our conscious hours, caught up with these fictitious noodles, it's really a travesty. Are we really doing that? Are we just spinning cobwebs and then being caught in them? So, what we really need to do is disentangle, disengage, but know the sankara for what they are. They're just figments, datements. They're ments, but they have no meaning. They're, They're meant to be nothing. Our job is to stop spinning, to stop that process we can't stop the process of the mind regurgitating ideas and thoughts and memories and projections the fantasy analysis it might be brilliant but is it isn't reality so our job is to go beyond that or you can penetrate through it or dismantle it disentangle it go beneath it, disengage, dismember. You can use any technical language or artistic language or kitchen language, any language you want to describe it. But then basically it's to put it down, to abandon that. But before we can abandon it, we have to identify it and understand it. Otherwise, we don't know what we're dealing with. To identify it means seeing this is a sankara. And this is just a thought moment arising in this form, in this shape, in this flavor, in this sound, in this memory, in this fantasy, in this desire. The mind propelled by desire and moved by desire is likely to move in unwholesome ways in grasping ways in clinging ways some of you were there yesterday we talked at length about agitation in the mind being the result of clinging when you pick up something and it's hot but you didn't know it was hot what do you do? you drop it because it burns. So it's very important to us to notice our mindfulness is a sati sampachanya. It's a particular mindfulness of what is arising in consciousness with the knowledge, with circumspection or the clear understanding, the wise realization of what is harmful and what we should drop. You know when you let go something, your hand opens and the thing falls down. So if the mind opens, the sankara will... It'll fall away. (laughs) Yeah. That's what we have to do. It's so simple, isn't it? But it's so hard to do. And that's why we're here. We're practicing letting go, abandoning what is harmful. And... Touching and approaching, becoming very familiar with, very settled with, very joyful with what is not harmful. And we don't cling to that. Rather, we know it to be not suffering. That's what we want to sit with. We don't want to sit with the monsters, the demons, the yuccas, the dragons, the hell creatures, all the figments of our minds. We don't want to sit with those because they just drive us into delusion. One form of delusion or another. Just because we think we're less deluded than we are, that doesn't mean that we're not sitting with delusion. We have the opportunity to sit with reality. It's very subtle. The difference is very subtle. We can slip away from the truth in an instant, but we can also be connected to it in an instant. And the difference between those two instants is that Movement of letting go. That simple, not clinging. We've all been afraid. We've all had fear. What can we do when we feel fear? Is there a space in the heart at the moment that fear arises? in consciousness, or that we are cognizant of fear? Is there a space in the mind where we can know non-fear? What is the ability to know non-fear? What is that? It's opening the mind so that fear falls away. How can fear fall away when we are feeling frightened? What does it mean to say, I'm afraid? Who is the I? Is this true, I'm afraid? Is that an accurate statement? Is there this I that we so firmly believe in? Can we rephrase that more correctly? Can we just say, fear is a feeling? What do we know about feelings? Impermanent. They're suffering. And they're empty of any self. So the statement, I am afraid, is actually not helpful. Because where we're clinging to something unwholesome, it makes it more difficult for us to experience, in a moment of fear, the ability to let go, to uncling, not to cling to that, not to make it a platform or a space and spend time, not to identify with feeling afraid. So, just to re-express our experience for our own benefit, there is, arising, a fear moment, a thought moment called fear, which feels fearful. What is the fear? It's a resistance. One can feel it in the body. What do we associate with feelings of fear in the body? Tension, contraction, pressure, heat, sweat. What else? Throbbing, pulsing, overwhelming energy so that fear is just a concept. Now we have a strategy. We feel afraid, but we also are aware of more what that could mean, and we have the ability to examine the feeling a little bit. We can go to the body, and then we can feel this experience truly embodied, we can feel the sensation that is coming up around this fearful thought or impact in the mind, and we can notice energy in the body, acceleration of energy, an extreme tension, a strong pressure in the throat, in the torso, in the heart, a palpitation and we can focus our minds on that sensation. What have we done? We have taken our perception of fear and we've turned it into attention to physical sensation. So it's no longer I am afraid, but it's there is vibration or throbbing in the heart. And then we focus on that palpitation. We just notice, it's like watching the breath. Arising, ceasing, very fast. And if we keep watching it, it may even slow down. What happened to the fear? Well, there's another fear. We can keep proliferating on this, but we can also keep going to the physical sensation in the body. Well, this is a very important connection to make, because what we're doing is going from fear to non-fear. So at the moment that we turn to the body and begin to investigate, we have a bit of courage. The courage is, we are encouraged, we are enabling ourselves to pay attention to physical sensation in the present moment. It's not harmful. It's not debilitating, it's empowering. And then if we sustain that for two minutes, three minutes, three and a half minutes, then it's an out-breath. There is probably a bit of relaxation happening. The palpitation may very well have slowed before the mind can grasp onto another sense of danger or disability. This is something we have to learn and practice. It may not be as quick and as continuous as just talking about it, of course. But just to know that that's a possibility, an alternative, gives us a sense of there's a project here, I can do this. But to look at a wall of fear, which is how it might feel or a wave of fear, and not be able to get a handle on it, or try not to grasp it, but trying to find a way around it through it, beyond it, under it, without it, trying to not cling to let it go. We have to trust, have faith, that we can practice this. So now, think of something that is very frightening. You can close your eyes and try this exercise. When we practice metta, we think of someone we love or like very much, and we practice on that person. So now, Think of something that you're afraid of, and see if fear comes up in the heart at all. And we'll see what we can do with that. Now, if that's too frightening to do, then don't do it. But it's just an experiment to see how can we disable the fear in the mind. Remember something that happened recently or something that you're afraid of right now that gives a sense of fear coming into consciousness. If it doesn't arise, that's fine. And if it does, go to the body and feel the sensations in the body that correspond to that feeling afraid. not to eat or digest this fear, but just know it as not me, not mine, not who I am. It's just a thought arising in the mind. It's impermanent. We observe it, we watch it fall away, arise and fall away. And if it's too overpowering, we notice what is the physical counterpart of that fear. We could do the same thing with anger or with greed. We can work in this way. So just... Use that as a starting point for sitting and try to move from fear to non-fear and sustain it. Move from anger to forgiveness and sustain it. Using the knowledge that arises with the arising thought, follow it, Penetrate it, put it in the spotlight of your Dhamma awareness, and really take it to pieces. Just a momentary arising, very transient, very fast moving. In every moment, There are so many thought moments split into the tiniest fragments of mental cognition. The more mindful we are, the more we can see like splitting hairs, these tiny fragments of fearful sensation, or fearful experience, mental, together with their physical counterpart, then we can investigate physical sensation and soothe it, calm it, relax it, open, refresh the mind, with non-fear, with courage, with stability, with serenity, with joy. This kind of work requires uh, diligent attention. Always remember to check back in. Present moment awareness So that we really see what we're experiencing. Not to fall into dull, disassociated states, but to be awake and fully cognizant of the contents of consciousness. Not pondering the past or the future, not digressing into fantasy. Of any kind, allowing wholesome thoughts to be sustained, harmful thoughts are evicted, not allowed, not allowed. They try to get in, we protect the mind. This is sati. Satisampachanya Mindfulness with clear and wise seeing, wise knowing what we're experiencing.